What if everything we were told about how to be happy and to live a successful life was wrong? What if the answers to our questions about how to live fully lay directly within ourselves? Hi, I'm Lisa. I help women just like you heal from their limiting beliefs and step into their power by connecting with their bodies. In this podcast, Evolve or Remain, I teach you how, through your human design, my life coaching skills, and spirituality. The payoff is big, and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. Let's make big changes together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have enjoyed providing information that helps empower you to connect with your body in order to make changes and live the life that suits you best and feels most embodied. I'm available to guide you in your journey to become more in touch with yourself and your purpose. If you're just in a place where things aren't making sense and you know there's more for you in life and you know that you can't do this work alone, click on the link in the show notes and we can connect and figure out how I can help you through this process. I use all of the information that I provide in my podcast with my clients to clear the blocks that are getting in the way of reconnecting with themselves. In last week's episode, I began to talk about change, making changes and decisions that are best for us and for the type of life that we want for ourselves. We have to begin to notice how we're feeling and what people, environments, and situations we find ourselves in that are toxic or make us feel uncomfortable. Today, I'm talking about meditation. It follows perfectly from the concept of change of last week because by meditating, we are changing our minds, and I will explain this. As we all know, meditation is a tool that is used to become present. I want to dive into the science of how meditation works. If you're like me, I really like to turn things upside down and understand them. I don't accept things at face value. So sure, I know that meditation must work for us to become present, but how and why? Let's look at it. My goal here is to empower you to understand how meditation works so that you will be inspired to use it more regularly or to try it if you don't currently have a meditation practice. So how can we use the meditation practice to transcend body, environment, and time to reach the present moment. How do we get really focused on change in the body? And how do we get to the present moment and create a new personality and a new reality? Well, we first have to get past the analytical mind, which sounds impossible, but it really isn't. So meditation means to become familiar with in Tibetan. So first of all, we must know that 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old is a set of hardwired thoughts, unconscious, automatic habits and behaviors. So 95% of who we are runs in an unconscious or subconscious program. With that being said, in order to make change happen in our lives and our thoughts, we must start to become conscious of the unconscious thoughts we have. Beginning to become aware of your automatic reactions and behaviors and being able to observe and become familiar with the mind and body. So we're becoming conscious of our unconscious self. Many people quit in meditation practice because they don't think they can control their mind. 
If you're thinking 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, which is the same as the day before, and they are hardwired, they are happening subconsciously. So when thoughts come to the surface for us in meditation, and we notice we can't control our thoughts, we often will just give up and say that we simply aren't good at meditation. But the moment you become conscious of the unconscious thoughts and don't react, but just observe them, you are learning about yourself. Your body wants to get up and do the habitual things that it always does, whatever that is, going through your email, scrolling, and the body is in autopilot. And then we become aware that our body wants to get up and do all these things. But if we are able to stop that cycle and settle the mind back to the present moment, then that's saying that the body is no longer the mind. You are the mind because you are in control of your behavior at that moment. Every time you work on overcoming an aspect of your old personality, there's a liberation of energy that happens. As you keep returning your body back to the present moment, knowing the body is the servant of the mind, And when we make these changes, this is now available energy for us to begin to heal and change. So how do we transition from the old self to the new self? And then now we're able to decide what thoughts we would want to fire and wire. We put all of our energy into installing the thoughts we want to continue to fire and wire and then figure out what we don't want to continue. This creates new neurological networks. And neural networks are gangs of neurons that have been fired and wired together that relate to thoughts, memories, and behaviors. Now the body is assembling new circuits, and those new circuits are becoming more automatic. The thoughts that we are assembling into new circuits and networks are becoming more familiar because we're doing this over and over again. And then the thought in your mind becomes your experience, and this experience influences our brain. The same goes for memories and behaviors that we are choosing to create to fire and wire. We are now more in control of ourselves. Another way of looking at meditation is that I was talking before about how we are living in the familiar past or the known and the predictable future, which is also the known by living in our subconscious. But the present moment represents the unknown. We want to make significant changes where our body is not manipulating our mind and where our environment is not controlling our thoughts and feelings. So the first step that we need to do in order to meditate is to sit our body down and close our eyes and disconnect from the outer environment. Our inner world becomes more important than our outer world in meditation. Like saying, you are no longer the mind, I am the mind. Your body, it's in a program and where you place your attention is where you place your energy. The moment you sit in meditation and you put your attention to familiar emotions and connect to the past, so the moment that you think about these memories when you're in meditation and you feel all those emotions, you are now taking energy from the present and putting it back in the past. If you're thinking about your to-do list, what you want to do next, those are all known things in the predictable future, and you're placing energy in the predictable future and taking energy out of the present moment, and you're commingling the energies. When you become aware that you are putting attention to those emotions and you bring it back to the present moment again, you are now calling your attention back to the present. 
And every time you do that, it's a victory. And those victories add up. The stronger the emotion that you feel for a problem or a condition in your life, the more you focus on the cause. If where you place your attention is where you place your energy, as you sit in your meditation practice and you're feeling a strong emotion that's connected to a problem or a person, you are giving away your life force energy. And that is energy that you could put towards your future. When a person finally starts to feel those emotions and chooses to recognize them and then dismiss them, they're now beginning to create a new reality for themselves. Meditation is a form to get beyond your body and your environment. What is your environment made of? People, places, objects. So if you keep your attention on all the things that are known, you will create more of the known. As you disconnect from your body and you get beyond all the things that are known, you are focusing on the present moment. And that is a choice of changing the way you think and choosing to create something new. So meditation allows us to move away from being a victim to our thoughts and one who allows the outer world to create our thoughts and feelings to consciously becoming the creator of our own lives. So your thoughts and feelings begin to produce outcomes in the outer environment. And if we are doing this correctly, there should be a change in your body, in your environment, and in some future time. The purpose of meditation is to get beyond your analytical mind, which separates your conscious and unconscious mind. When you are born, you are totally subconscious mind. Babies have no analytical facilities, So all of the information they are exposed to goes into their subconscious mind unedited. Any programming of information that's offered then, like little girls should be seen and not heard, we are very suggestible to that information. So hearing this without analyzing it becomes the foundation of who they will be later subconsciously. Children become programmed from an early age into some subconscious behaviors that they aren't even aware of because there are things that they've seen from their parents and caregivers. So a positive association is an example of a crying baby who cries from discomfort, from being hungry. And every time they cry out, they receive something positive. They receive food or they are held. An example of a negative association is if we touch a hot stove and then we feel pain, we associate that pain to that object in the kitchen, the stove. These positive and negative associations lay the foundation of our subconscious habits and behaviors. Now, the analytical mind is slowly developed as children begin to interact with their environment. When children are between the ages of six and nine, they are beginning to feel different emotions and their brain waves speed up and develop. And here is how the analytical mind begins to develop. Once the analytical mind is formed, children begin to separate the conscious mind from the unconscious mind. The conscious mind is 5% of the total mind made up of logic and reasoning. The subconscious mind is 95% of who you are by the time you're 35 years old, consisting of hardwired attitudes, unconscious beliefs and perceptions, and subconscious behaviors and habits. The analytical mind is always busy working and is important for survival. Because the brain is divided in half, the analytical mind is always weighing one thing against the other, the past versus the future, right versus wrong, known versus unknown, 
We need the analytical mind when we're learning new things, navigating ethically, or making important choices. But when hormones of stress are taking over and the brain is aroused in an an emergency state, the brain becomes overly analytical. People are analyzing their lives within disturbed emotions derived from the hormones of stress. Those emotions are driven by the past. By thinking in the box of the past, people drive their brain further from the subconscious state and further from a place that they can make change. The purpose of meditation is to get beyond the analytical mind and enter the operating system where those subconscious programs exist. And then we can begin to take limiting beliefs and unconscious habits and behavior and reprogram them to become more self-serving and effective. We can't change the subconscious mind with the analytical mind. We must get beyond the analytical mind to do that. Some people have a thin veil between the conscious and the unconscious mind. The thinner the veil, the more you are susceptible to information that comes in. Just like a child, that information can enter the subconscious mind and have an effect on us. We want to be more susceptible during the meditative process. We want to accept, believe, and surrender to certain thoughts without analyzing them so we can begin to program our subconscious mind. A thick veil or barrier is less susceptible to information. Suggestibility is your ability to accept, believe, and surrender without analyzing. So the more analytical you are, the less suggestible you are to information. The less analytical you are, the more suggestible you are to information. When you learn how to control your brain waves and your brain moves into a trance, There's a pause in your brain during meditation and it moves into this stasis state. At this time, you're more suggestible to the information here. You move your brain waves from thinking conscious mind into a slower brainwave pattern of the subconscious mind. In the meditative process, as we reprogram our subconscious states of mind and body, we want to learn the skill, the formula, and apply the tools to practice getting beyond the analytical mind to make the subconscious changes that will become permanent. So when you're living in the subconscious program, just like a program on your computer, the moment you press play, it runs automatically. And that's exactly the same thing that's happening subconsciously. Many people have subconscious programs that are defining their lives. Even though their conscious mind wants something else, the subconscious mind may be sabotaging the outcome. So we need to reprogram the subconscious mind and begin to write a new program. This model of meditation that I summarized here is just a very basic model. It's important to just know that meditation is a tool to transcend the analytical mind body, environment, as well as the familiar past and the predictable future in order to create a new life. If we aren't meditating, we are living in survival or stress mode, and that is really where most people are remaining. We can choose to live in creation of our new self and see the changes we always wanted for ourselves. I work with women who are ready for change women who are looking for something better than they currently have and who would like a guide or coach to be accountable to. Meditation is a tool that I incorporate with my clients in their healing journey back to themselves. Sometimes we really just need someone to push us to be the best version of ourselves. If you're ready for change and would like to connect, 
click on the scheduling link in the show notes and we can talk about a plan for you and how to start connecting with yourself and your body. You are worthy. You are loved. I'm glad you're here. See you next time. Thank you for listening. If this content resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are ready for change, join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain, where you can connect with me and begin your journey to your purpose. The payoff is big and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. The link is ready for you in the show notes. I'll see you next week.